welcome to the Not the People Social Forum Podcast. I am one of your guest hosts this week, Israel, currently on Not to Be as Tired Old Israel, because I just got a lot going on. We also have with, uh, joining us, you and me there, dear listener, we have some other familiar voices as the one and only Dr. Conservative Prof. Say hello there, Doc Prof. Hello there. Good to see all of you. We also have the hilarious Kurgle, Kirgle. Yep. Hello. Good to be back. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I I tried long time to come up with that. That was Kier Gold, and of course our uh, favorite European. Apologies to any other Europeans that might be listening. Who is a Brit lost in Belgium? Pure Teej. Hello. Welcome. It is I. Good to see you guys and to hear you. Uh, we've. Uh, We've, we usually uh, finger type at and talk at each other on the forum, but this is a this is a nice treat. And and uh, obviously, I am uh, I'm I'm the guest today, Israel. And I'll let I'll turn the reins over in a moment. But while I'm still in control, uh, it's good to see you guys and and to chat. And I'm I'm really thankful for you guys inviting me on. It's been a it's been a, something I've wanted to do for quite some time. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. We talked about it for a while, actually, and I certainly thought of having you on from the beginning because, yeah, you, you ran a very successful podcast for uh, quite... How long were you running the official Not The Bee social podcast? Called? The official, unofficial, official Not The Bee social podcast. We started that in, uh, in January, uh, the, uh, the fateful month in uh, 2021, and we did that for about a year and a half. We ended just a year ago, last June. Uh, we did we did sixty episodes. We talked with over sixty uh, bees over on Not the Bee, uh, the, how that all started over there, and it was uh, that was a blast. One of the favorite things I've ever done. Yeah, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but really, your very last episode, I think it was, is is what inspired. Uh, it kind of got the ball rolling with We the Beeple. You advertised this uh, this. This last podcast you were doing, you wanted to get people, as many people crammed on a Zoom call as possible. Yeah. And uh, you put out a, an advert for it on Not The Beer, if I remember correctly. So I was like, yeah, that sounds like good fun. So I, I, was, I was on that call. Prof was on the call. Mm-hmm. Austin Robertson was on the call. And uh, I think Jay Baker was on the call. Yeah, a um, bunch of people. And Even a few um, more than that, yep. yep. Yeah. And um, who else was on there? I think... Um, oh, FNH, Faithful Not Helpful. Yes, and FNH was on there as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was so much fun. And then, as I said before, that's what just got the thoughts going. Like, hey, if uh, why don't we do this with with some of the subscribers from the Babylon B Headline Forum? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we. So it's great to have you on, and uh, you're the podcast professional, really. So it was nice just to <laughs> let, let you take take the reins, and we'll just take a back seat here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, not, no problem at all. It, it was. It, it, I, I just want to say about that podcast. I'm so grateful for uh, for Dan and the others who who um, approved and let us let us run with that for so long, um, and getting to meet the people like you guys are doing um, on the Babylon Bee. It was uh, tremendous getting to see people face to face, and then you know eventually they do the Bee live, and then you get to really meet each other, which I unfortunately I didn't get to go to and hope to one day. But yeah, I met, met so many great people, had great conversations, just learn about them, uh, other believers. And uh, what was great about it was that I had that opportunity during the uh, 
lockdowns and i my my workload was was you know a, a fraction of what it is right now and i had so much i had more free time because there was nothing going on we all remember what the time was like and never forget it but uh that gave me the opportunity to do that and um it it changed my perspective about interacting with people more and just kind of everything that was happening there and it 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 was so great to do it and i wish I wish I had more time so I could do these kind of things. I had to pull a few strings today to, to even make this happen. So uh, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Oh, it's good to have you on and we appreciate you taking the time. So I guess we'll, we've got, like you say, we've got quite a bit to go through and there's some questions from the community as well. And I know there's a few questions about the podcast that you did and where you've been and what you've been doing. So we'll probably get around to that uh, in a few moments. And I did, not, I did not look at all the questions. Well done. Unlike a particular professor when he was on my podcast <laughs> two years ago, and he answered everybody's questions. <laughs> In my defense, your podcast was really new back then, and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't follow it. But I, yeah. <laughs> true, true. And by the way, I'm wearing my uh, yeah. Not to Be Social podcast shirt. I see it. So. Very nice. Yes, I think we can give a quick plug to the, even though it's been, I think, yeah, it's almost a year to the day, isn't it? Since the last episode, all the episodes are still available on Not The Bee. Yep. I, I would highly recommend people, if you want to know a little bit more about others uh, who you see on the forum and those who have those yellow checks and how to even get a yellow check, perhaps, uh, go and listen to those through. Uh, some of them are timely, like Mother's Day we had, and uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Those were good ones. Um, we actually talked with Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. But yeah, it, we just had a ton of fun. It was a blast. And I highly recommend it. They are timeless and they will be in all eternity. I'm sure we'll get to listen to them in heaven, possibly. Uh, probably very redacted, though. <laughs> I, I, please do go listen to them if you haven't listened to them before on Not to Be. It's a, it'd, be worth a, uh, it'd be worth it. It'll get a good laugh. And a lot of frequent forum uh, contributors on the B were interviewed on than not to be. So yep. there was people that you would find familiar name-wise. And I want to shout out to Israel here too, because your very first episode, if I remember right, was right after J6. And yes. you were there, oh, yeah. um, and you had um, Planet Moron. And hearing those first-person accounts, yeah, that was the real news. It wasn't all the stuff you saw on, on mainstream media it was yep. like hearing all of your accounts of what you did and what you saw. That was the real news. And that was your, I think your very first episode. So I would recommend people just go at least listen to that one to start it out. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was great. That was really informative. Yeah. That that's what put us on the map. It kind of gave us a lot more um, uh, credibility there for us to give that those firsthand accounts, because I mean, I wanted to go, I, I felt like so naive. I was like a child. I heard that there was going to be a protest. I said, okay, I'm pretty fired up about all this. I'll, I'll go to the protest. I never go to protests. I have a job. And so I figured I'll, I'll, I'll take the day off. It was a holiday too. It's uh, uh, the Epiphany or, or Three Kings Day. So I could kind of work that out too. And uh, I, I went with a friend. I met up with Planet Moron down there. He told me that Trump was going to talk. I thought, oh, great. I get to hear uh, my favorite president, get to hear him talk some. And we couldn't even hear him. We had no idea what he was even saying. And then I'm, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, 
we're supposed to be at that other building, the Capitol building in like 15 minutes. I think we should all leave. And so we did. And, and, and you got to listen, you'll hear the whole story from everyone's perspectives there. But then I actually saw the Buffalo head guy on the street and I got a really great picture of him. Uh, I was with, I was within 10 feet of him and he's just like shouting. Was he eating grass? Uh, <laughs> he was, he was screaming a whole bunch of uh, obscenities. So he must've just finished some grass. If you know what gotcha. I mean. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Being down there, what we, what we wanted is we wanted to be it and be there and see it firsthand and not see it through the lens of what everybody gets to see on the, uh, on TV. And I, and I, I work in news so it made it like, a, you know, this is a big historical event, whatever it is. I thought it was going to be like fights because there was going to be Antifa and BLM rioters there. Hardly any of those people and hardly any police. And that was the weirdest thing. And, you know, we, we, you know the, the, the talking heads on TV, they mentioned some of that. They, they, they wanted to have the National Guard and, and, and all that. It was so odd for that many people to be there and no police presence. It was really strange. So uh, <clears throat> inside job, but it, um, yeah, it being there and getting to see it with our own eyes um, really changed. And 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 that night I got back and I started work on making the podcast happen. I had already been in talks with Dan um, about doing it, but that made the that was the catalyst to make it uh, make it happen that quickly. Sure, I didn't I didn't sleep at all that week. So <laughs> I've just been I've just been uh, nonstop ever since it seems. <laughs> yeah and no, i mean like i said earlier we'll probably dive into that a bit more and you i mean but just to say kevin sorbo i mean come on kevin sorbo that's that's amazing you got to interview him yeah that that was when we went from unofficial to official mm-hmm. at ah, that yeah, point sure. yep <laughs> i must say that that pales in significance to interviewing conservative prof yeah there's only one <laughs> you know they had young hercules also so there's like more than one of that uh, but only one conservative prof. Well, when I came across that interview, I, I don't think uh, that was before Prof and I started this podcast and uh, I hadn't heard his voice before, but of course he's such a big celebrity and not the B and the, and the Babylon B headline for him. So it was, it was very neat hearing, uh, hearing his voice and uh, hearing the interview. So that was, that was awesome. Well, Kurgle, you've been very, very quiet. Let, let's hear from you. How are you doing? Have you got any... Uh, any interesting updates or anything going on in your life? Oh, yeah, it's always something. Um, our refrigerator broke down. Oh. oh. Yeah, beyond yeah. repair this time. But I did get out out of about three days of cooking. So that was good. Ah. <laughs> nice. There's a headline right there. Yeah. Local wife. Yeah, I think I actually, I, I did post something about that. I just Lo- can't remember exactly. Local what. wife breaks oven so she, to escape cooking duties. <laughs> escape or cooking, yep. <laughs> um, husband onto something. <laughs> local husband suspects. <laughs> yeah, local husband suspects. <laughs> um, oh, yesterday, um, Kurgle Jr., I guess Gizmo now, I'm still getting used to that, but she finally got her learner's permit. Hmm. So if you don't hear from me for a few days, just assume that I died in a fiery crash. Off of the <laughs> <laughs> we'll be waiting for some curb-related headlines uh, from you. Yeah, I, I'm sure there will be some. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Oh, and then um, we had our 25th wedding anniversary. Yay, congratulations. 
So we went, um, we wanted to do a big trip, but we just didn't have time this year. So um, Mr. Kirkle got to take a couple days off of work and we just went oh, about three hours, um, three hours west and um, just stayed overnight. There is um, an archway museum that goes over the interstate. And that was actually being built when we moved to Colorado when earlier when we were married. And we always meant to go there and, and to see it, but we just never did. So we finally went to see that. It was, it was much neater than we thought it had. It started with a bunch of like Pioneer stuff and Transcontinental Railroad stuff, things like that. And then we went to a Pioneer Village. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that, but it's just like, it, it's pretty old but they just have lots and lots of buildings, uh, just stuff from the late 1800s up to like the 1960s, 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, starts out with like um, horse and buggy carriages uh, up through old cars. And then you go into one building, uh, there's a whole building full of old cars. And then you go to another building, oh, there's a whole building full of old tractors. And then more farm equipment and then more cars. And it's, there's a lot, a lot of walking. Um, they had a, you know, a lot of things like lots of old computers and uh, different technology through the years, just just collections of it. So that was pretty cool. We had a good time. Did they have a section dedicated to the frontier woman? My wife loves her. No. <laughs> the frontier cooking woman? No? I know no. what you mean. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Okay, somebody. I somebody do. out there. <laughs> I know what you mean, Israel. It's great to be back together. It's been a long time since... Uh, we had a podcast with all of us on. I think our last episode aired on May 8th. And then, Prof, I know you, you got together with Excellence, on, uh, which aired on May 20th, which was awesome. That was uh, really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, let me just kind of give some more context about meeting with Excellence. So we discovered that we live in the same state. Um, just I think I gave some clues, and he picked up on those clues. And uh, so we made a point to exchange uh, contact information, and he made a special trip to come see me. So he drove, it's about three hours one way, and so we made a plan that he would uh, pick the day where I could be able to spend a few hours with him. And uh, we picked the date. He got here in time for us to go to lunch, and we uh, had an excellent lunch, Mr. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> while we were having lunch, I realized – I should post some headline questions because we already had planned to do the episode. And so I posted those uh, while we were at lunch. And then about half an hour, 45 minutes later, we went to my office and sat around a table, pulled up my laptop and began to um, have a great conversation. So um, I asked him the five questions plus the questions that were posed by the uh, headline forum. And so that was great. It was a good time. And then yeah. unfortunately I had a couple of meetings that afternoon. And so I had to send him on his way, but I know he had a great time here. Yeah, it was really good fun to hear that. And uh, it was a nice, different format. And it, it was good fun. For me, it was fun to meet somebody who purposefully moved to my state to escape uh, leftism, basically, so <laughs> and escape the left coast. So I, I, I found that to be great. Um, and to hear his impact, how the bee impacted him personally in mm -hmm. terms of yeah. um, his faith and bringing him to faith or closer to faith, I thought that was really cool. And hopefully... Yeah. Some people that, you know, some of the uh, full-timers at the B and the folks that are running it uh, hopefully got to hear that and hopefully that motivate them a little bit and give them um, some hope for what they do and, and realize the importance of what they do. Yeah, there's, there's a few stories like that. And I mean, you've got people who get married 
Dorley and Tony S. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Do a search for their headlines. They document it pretty well. There's pictures in the comments from some of their headlines. He was on the, he was in New York and she's in California and she was widowed. I think he had never married and they found each other in the forum. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. And also shout out to Jay Baker, who I know the B facilitated his proposal. That's correct. And there was an article. I remember that all happening. And there was an article and he was so nervous because it was, he did that during Christmas break when a lot of the B staff take time off. And so he was like, do I send them an email? I don't want to be pestering them. And um, I'm like, you better do it if you want to get this done. And so they had already had everything ready to go. And fantastic. Um, but he did send an email to say, hey, is this going to happen? Because he wanted, the timing had to be really good in terms of uh, when he proposed the question versus when they posted the headline and the article, which he had written a lot of. So, yeah, that was really cool to see that. And that, that's what makes it be really special, right, is the owners and the people running it take that stuff to heart and seriously and make that connection with, uh, with the subscribers. Yeah, I went back and I, I – uh, looked at all the things with the article, with the proposal for Jay Baker and all that. It is a pretty cool story. Yeah, a very cool story. They they even um, helped us with our uh, our gender reveal for our last son. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, that was last year. I totally forgot about that. But yes, I think it was Joel. And forgive me if it was someone else. We were um, we were working on a title and uh, some of the content, and I gave them some uh, some some clues to like to put in there. So that way, if it was shared about, shared around any of our family or friends who would read it would pick up that it was us. So like some of the names and locations and things were, were clues so that we, our family would recognize what it was. And then yeah, hidden in there was the, the gender as well. I did not know that. Yep. That's so cool. Hey, so while we just mentioned Jay Baker recently, we should also mention that Jay Baker has a podcast also uh, that's on the B called Beeple's Testimony. And there's been three episodes so far. One of them was him introducing um, his goals for the podcast, but he's had two other episodes with guests and they talk about uh, their faith, how they came to faith and things like that. It's been really interesting. I've listened to all the episodes and I'm sure he'll have some more coming up, but they're great. I look forward to listening to them. It's on my on my to do list. On your on your ever growing to do list. My ever growing to do list. Yes. Oh, well, I wasn't subscribed to Jay Baker's podcast. I've just done that now. So do do make sure you click through and subscribe, and then you get a notification and subscribe to We the Beeple, of course, as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed listening uh, to his um, his last episode with Nick from the joint couple Nicholas. And I found that really encouraging. That was really, really good. Um, and I could hear a lot of my own testimony and what he was saying. And it's, you know, there's things you forget as well, um, which are buried in your heart. And then when you hear someone else talking about it, it's you're suddenly reminded of what God did in your life. Uh, obviously, it's always different from person to person, but just in terms of his provision and how he gets you through things, uh, that was it was really nice to hear from Nick. And that was a real encouragement to me. So do check that out. Do subscribe to Jay Baker's podcast. And uh, I'm sure that'll be a real blessing as well. It'd be interesting to see if uh, there's any other community podcasts that that pop up in the coming months ahead. It's nice to see someone else taking the initiative and doing that. Hey, uh, so um, Pure Tiege, just so you get a turn here, uh, what's been, uh, did, didn't you have something recently going on while we're talking about podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think everyone knows now. I was so excited. I've just been 
blabbing it all over, not the B and the B. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I after our last podcast together at the beginning of May, I talked enthusiastically about uh, how cool it would be to meet up with a B user in the flesh. And uh, Strike Engineer got in touch and said, uh, hey, I might be coming to Belgium. And we got chatting outside of the forum. And that Just in the neighborhood. Here. Yeah, as, as one does, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he bless him. He made a special journey from the area of Brussels Airport to my house, which is probably for the Americans, maybe it's not that far. It's like a, probably an hour, an hour and a half's drive one way. Um, and then he drove back again to catch a flight from Brussels Airport that evening to his um, friend slash business associate in Poland. Uh, so that was really, really awesome just to have uh, a B subscriber literally turning up on my doorstep. <laughs> and uh, I was so blessed. I mean, just having him there was on its own was, was, uh, was so much fun. Uh, we had a great conversation that we tried to record as much of our time together. But he just came loaded with so much stuff. Uh, I was blown away. I mean, I'd sent him a shopping list of a few things we, we wanted to try. And he just uh, he just brought a whole load of other stuff, uh, like I mentioned in that in that podcast. So do check that out if you haven't heard it. And also the conversation with Excellent, uh, and also um, yeah, Prof and Kurgle. I, I had not anticipated that they they blessed me with packages uh, which uh, Mister Engineer brought with him. So that was so awesome. And uh, Prof, have you seen the the T-shirts I'm sporting here? Yes, I love it. I love it. So I'll give a shout out to Jess Palmer who sent me three of those, which I don't really need three. Um, I've got two is plenty. Um, so I felt like if I got to send T something American, what's more American than barbecue, right? I mean, grilling meat. So um, yes. he got the Jigs barbecue uh, shirt. So thanks, Jess, for sending that to me, which I sent to uh, Tish. That was awesome. Will, will, the, will the Belgian people think that shirt's weird? I don't know. I this is the first time I'm wearing it, actually. My wife washed it for me, and uh... they won't be like, "Oh, you have a, you have a pig on your shirt." Yeah, because <laughs> the logos are really big pig. Because they're French, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Was that your attempt at a French accent, Israel? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what Belgian even sounds like. <laughs> so. <laughs> Most people don't know this. There's three languages here. You've, French uh, is one of them. Uh, and also German is uh, spoken by a small percentage of the population. And uh, Dutch is the, uh, or Flemish. Yeah. You keep saying the term Flemish uh, with strikes interview. Is Flemish means Dutch. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit like British versus American English. They, that's the same language as the, what they speak in the Netherlands or Holland. Um, so it's, it's kind of Dutch. But uh, it's a little bit different. The accent's different, uh, the pronunciation of some words, and the, the vocabulary is a bit different. They have a few words they'll use. And you've got loads of dialects from town mm. to town, um, which is uh, pretty weird for a newcomer um, to get your head around, especially the, the, the West Flemish dialect is very, very special and very strange. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But uh, it's yeah. If if you hear someone from the Netherlands, you you understand them. It just uh, you can just hear that uh, some regional differences. So I have a very important question: Have you played Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza yet? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a I have a confession to make. I, I haven't, but uh, my children have. Have they had any injuries? No. No. They, no blood. This sounds like a game I need to play. 
I was going to say, what do you do in this game? What's What does this involve? Okay, so in the game, you have each card has a picture of a taco, cat, goat, cheese, or pizza. And you, one by one, you put the card down and you say it in order. And if you say the term that is on the card, everyone slaps their hand down. And whoever is last gets all the cards. And whoever runs out of the cards first wins the game. Mm. So every time we play it, someone loses blood. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets pretty pretty rough at our house. My, my uh, two eldest girls have just uh, uh, finished their exams here in Belgium, so they're, they're off now for the summer holidays. So they'll be playing that, I'm sure. But they, they were asking me about it at the weekend and how you play it. So I said, I have to be honest, I don't know. I haven't looked at it in great detail. So it sounds like a good fun game. So I'll definitely have to get into that. Have some bandages on hand when you play. Mm-hmm. Our house so, rule is that all rings have to be off before you play. <laughs> <Good idea>. ah, <laughs> yes. Conspiracy theory with conservative prof. The truth is out there. My conspiracy theory for our episode. Um, I just got done spending a week fishing with my sons, so we had a great time, caught a lot of fish. And I'll post a headline with some of the pictures. I have not done that yet. I keep forgetting to do that, but I will do that. And I realized as we were um, spending many days fishing that I have a new conspiracy that I realized is out there. Um, I believe that the big fishing tackle industry, so you know the, the, the big fishing tackle industry and the, the national brands that you would think of, um, I believe that they intentionally sink logs and rocks into the lakes of our great country specifically so that you will lose tackle and you have to buy more. So I'm, I'm almost certain that they are doing this under the cover of darkness. They're sinking logs, rocks, all kinds of debris into our lakes specifically to steal our tackle from us. So we have to buy more. So I'm certain of it. I know that they're, I know that they are doing this. They'll never admit it. If you confronted somebody working for these companies, they will say, no, that we don't ever do anything like that. But how do you think they maintain full employment and jobs, right? I mean, you got to create sales. How do you create sales? People lose their fishing gear, right? It's that simple. So that is my conspiracy theory for the week. I believe it 100%. Prof, it sounds like you need the services of uh, Skirt Streak and Bugalelli. Yes. So the law offices of Skirt Streak and Bugalelli will be on the case very soon. Very, very soon. Absolutely. Is it Skirt Steak? Bob Skirt Steak and Shondo Bugalelli. Yep, those are the two main lawyers. The, <laughs> they, are the, they are the they are the they are the partners of the I law. I forgot firm. about their first names. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, Bob did not get a fancy name, but Shondo sure did. Absolutely. I was, I was just looking at the message we messages we sent each other on our private group, and you'd written it Skirt Street Shriek Shriek. So you'd replace the T with an R. But yeah, that's I'm fine. gonna blame my phone whenever there's a misspelling. <laughs> you blame your phone. Um, so that's what happened. I was using my phone and it misspelled skirt steak. It is skirt streak, apparently. Yes. So anyway, that's my conspiracy theory for the week. But I have a couple of stories if you want to hear some stories. Yeah. Okay. So really big news for me is that I took a personality test and it came back positive. I have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being a CPA, I have a personality. I know this is... Shocking news for our subscribers and faithful listeners, but it's true. I do have a personality. Absolutely. So did you print off the results? So you have proof? 
I have papers. I <laughs> have evidence. Wall. I'm showing them. I'm, <laughs> I'm flapping the papers. Everybody can see them. So it's true. It's real. Okay, uh, I will but, confirm. I saw the papers. He has a personality. <laughs> so the the one that I took, the personality test I took, it's very similar to DISC, D-I-S-C, but it's color-coded. So you basically you take this test and you get a color coding. And I'm going to read mine. So my color for this particular one was green. And for green, I'm going to describe to you what green means. And those people who know me in my real life would know these are all true. So I dream of truth, perfection, and accuracy. I value answers, resolutions, and intelligence. I regard efficiency, increased output, reduced waste. I dislike injustice and unfairness. I express coolness, calm, and collected reservation. I foster inventions and technology. I respect knowledge and capability. I promote effectiveness, competence, and know-how. So that does describe me very well. My wife says, yep, that's you. Now, here's what I learned that was interesting. So um, I did this with a group of people, um, and there was a facilitator. And something he said that, I really, that really struck me goes, when you are stressed out, you typically go to the opposite personality of what your default personality is. And I thought, aha, because what do I do when I get stressed? I laugh a lot. Like that's when I use, I use humor as my default to get me through stressful times. So I'll give you an example of that. So we have in, um, in our garage a deep freeze, an upright deep freezer. And a couple of weeks ago, we just bought a quarter of a cow. So uh, I had to make, basically make sure I had room for it in the freezer. So I put it in the freezer. Like a day later, I realized that everything on the upper shelf wasn't freezing. And I realized there was a lot of frost in there. So I'm like, I took it upon, I took initiative, right? I didn't say, hey, honey, I'm going to go do this. I just said, I'm just going to do this. She wasn't home. I'm going to defrost the freezer. So I take everything out, put it in boxes and coolers. But it's summer, so it's warm, and this freezer's in the garage. So I'm like, I can't keep this stuff out super long before it's going to thaw. So what do I do? I go and figure out, huh, a blow dryer would work really well. So I go and I hunt down a blow dryer. I'm like, wow, this is a really nice blow dryer. So I go back out to the garage and begin defrosting. And to make it more efficient, I'm like, you know what? If I prop this thing upright, having aim at the right thing, and I close the door mostly, it'll get hotter in there. It'll, it'll melt this thing faster, which it did. It worked really well. It, 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 I defrosted that thing really fast. Well, you know, the blow dryer got wet. It still worked. Um, so I dried it off really good, put it back, and had the whole thing done before she got home. And then... A couple of days later, she comes to me and goes, why is there rust on my blow dryer? And how come it smells funny when I use it? I'm like, well. Um, smells like a cow. Yeah, it smells like a cow. It smells like a quarter of a cow. Well, um, I defrosted the freezer. Good for me. I took initiative, dear. And the freezer working great. It's all frozen awesomely. Um, but she goes, do you know how much this, this blow dryer cost me? I'm like, $150. I'm like, oh. Wow. <laughs> and it rusted? Yeah, it rusted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think for $150, bucks, it would be rustproof, right? Yeah, rustproof. Well, huh? see, if it was on a $12 hair dryer, it would have been made out of cheap plastic, and it never would have rusted. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, how do I know? I don't use these things, but Kurgle, you nailed it. So anyway, I just begin to la- – realizing I'm in trouble and I'm on the hook for a, getting her a brand-new blow dryer – I start laughing uncontrollably, like, 
isn't that funny that I did that? Yeah. So anyway, after 34 years, she's like, yeah, okay. But it gets me out of from getting in big trouble. If I just start to laugh, a defensive laugh, I get out of trouble. So I'll just throw that out there for all the husbands out there. I thought you were going to say that you also helped uh, with Kirgle's refrigerator too. And that's why it's Oh, I broken. should have. That's, yeah. yeah. That's why she broke hers. <laughs> I will add with our old refrigerator, that's a big problem that it had was the ice accumulating in the freezer. And so there were, uh, there were a few times Mr. Kirkle got my hair dryer and he, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, he, and he used it, but he never closed the door on it. <laughs> uh. Don't do this at home, kids. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it my way. We lost our uh, garage. We have a, both a freezer and a refrigerator in our garage and our garage refrigerator was probably 18 years old, but that conked out back in April. So we had to replace that. So we just got an El Cheapo for that. So <laughs> so as I mentioned, I was on a fishing trip with my sons this last week. It's a place we've stayed before. And so this is Friday, and we get there Friday evening. We probably got there around 5 o'clock. And we get the keys to the cabin, and um, it's a small town, small, privately owned, just family business. And uh, we get the keys, and I open up the door to the cabin and I kind of went, wow, I just kind of screamed. And I said, boys, come over here and take a look at this. And my boys are men, but I call them boys. And there were roughly over a thousand horseflies in the cabin everywhere. And the cabin is really nice. I mean, it's a very nice cabin, uh, except for the flies. So hmm. I go back to where you check in and I go, I, you guys probably don't know this, but there are a thousand flies in the room and I, there's just no way we're going to stay. And even if you went to kill them all, I am not staying in that room tonight. High school girl running the front counter, right? So she gets on the phone and makes a couple of phone calls. About five, ten minutes later, the owner shows up and they they were like not believing me. Like, really? I mean, and we're not talking house flies. I'm talking horse flies, like the big flies. And I go, yeah, take a look. And he walks in and goes, He's, he actually used it for a few uh, flower beds. Flower beds. So, <laughs> few flower beds. And so, and this is also a restaurant. So they were like offering us, he did, I'm sure he did everything he could think of that we would never post a negative review on Yelp or something like that, which I wouldn't do anyway. I just, it's just not my style. But he was so nice. And I'm not going to say the name of anything here because that's not the point. But um, he was just really nice about, the owner gave me a cell phone number and he said, next time you come up this way, Please call me, and I will give you a deal on a cabin or a room in my hotel. I'll probably give you a free meal when you come back. And I said, well, I appreciate that very nice. much. So cool. small town, you know, you get to you talk to the owner right away, not a chain, anything like that. But that was interesting. So the next day, we're, we're back home. We're back in town. And my sons are like, you know, Dad, we should go buy some more fishing tackle because of the big fishing tackle industry stealing our tackle from us in these lakes. And so <laughs> – uh, we kayak fish is how we fish them. Um, a year ago, my sons who are on their own have a lot more disposable income than married guy, right? They're both single. So so we go to a place, our favorite place in town to buy uh, fishing tackle and whatnot. We walk by the kayaks and they see that there's one that they really looks, it's on sale. And so um, they bought it on the spot, a $1,500 kayak. So um, they were yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, deal because i get to use it <laughs> <laughs> can i tell a story is that okay yeah please please All right. i shall i shall uh, i shall allow it <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> your thank you your pureness <laughs> we we had a men's camp out i mentioned earlier 
uh, this last weekend. And I took my son and I mentioned that we had a a shooting competition. I have not gone uh, shooting. I'm getting into hunting. I'm I'm like starting to do any of that stuff. Last year we had a competition and it was uh, a skeet shooting. And they do uh, five rounds of five. So 25 shots total. You move to a different position every five. And I got 17 out of 25. I thought that was pretty good. But the winner, he got 25 out of 25. So not good enough. This this year, I was like one of the last people and my son and I'm trying to keep him occupied and and happy and it's it's hot and kind of boring for him and whatever. It was my turn and some others. I ended up having a three-way tie for first place with 23 out of 25. Oh, wow. It was everything just kind of aligned for me. And it was like, I, I don't know. The Lord gave me, it was like Samson, just kind of spirit came upon me there for a little bit. <laughs> Something, oh Lord, let me shoot that little piece of clay out of the sky. You know, one of those kind of things. Well, that was down in a valley on the range. Well, we had to settle the tie. We had to make the tiebreaker. And that was up on the mountain where the campground was. And so we stood on the edge of the cliff and they had the launcher with a car battery and then we just launched them out into the sky. And then we did... We had our, our tiebreaker there, and I ended up winning against the other two guys who the, was the previous winner from the last year and another guy who's like, you know, he'll just kill you because <laughs> he's, yeah. he's so good at it. <laughs> he'll just turn around and kill you. But I, I wanted it to be a surprise. So I didn't, when I got home, I didn't tell my wife they were going to hand the trophies out at church. So, and my son didn't say anything, and I'm telling the people at church, don't say anything at all. And then Sunday night, when they were announcing it all, um, they said a three-way tie, da da da, and the, the uh, third place, second place, and the winner was Israel. And I'm sitting way in the back, <laughs> and I hand my son off to my wife for him for her to hold him, and she just gave me this big look, like, "What? Are you <laughs> won? This is so how did?" And one of the other guys who was there, he stood up, he gave me a, cla- a standing ovation. And here, I had given a testimony about the night too. And I said, I'm not a camper and I'm not a shooter and everything. And all those guys came up to me and they're like, you can't use that excuse anymore. You just beat all the campers and all the (laughs) shooters. You beat them at their own game. You can't, I can't use that excuse anymore. So now I can't say I'm not a camper or a shooter anymore. Very good. That's great. You posted a photo of that on Not the Bee of you shooting off that cliff. Yeah, that was a good photo. That was they the the launcher and stuff it was it was sudden death as soon as you miss one you're out oof it it took three shots and and the 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 first guy missed first shot so he's out i was second i got that one and i didn't realize i was so like i i'm a pretty happy guy like i love to laugh and all that stuff i was dead serious i had no emotions <laughs> now, i wasn't thinking about anything like you could have said if you could have talked about anything you would have been dead to me because I was only thinking about that, and I focus, I got it, and it was it was a lot of fun, and, and up on the mountaintop there, right on the cliff. When my wife said, "Please don't take our son to the edge of the cliff and stuff," I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And there, I'm standing. Like- <laughs> and again, I want to I want to reiterate that all the gaunt guns were lost in a tragic boating accident going from the mountain to your house and yeah. the homes of all the parishioners it, that go to your church. So it, I just want to it, emphasize it's incredible. That. I mean, that was it was as if. I mean, I had it and it just kind of disappeared. I thought I was holding it in my hand on the boat. 
And yep, exactly. That's yep. how that's how water works with guns. Boom, gone. Gone. Poof. Yep. <laughs> so I do want to mention a couple of users that are doing some pretty unique and very cool things. I want to make sure I give them a shout out. So Jay Kesk, letter J K E S K, has been doing a daily morning devotional. That's been really good. And if you want, um, that user will definitely um, tag you. Um, so you get a notice every day when that's posted, but really, really good devotionals. I, I look forward to them every morning. So definitely um, look into those. Then also, yeah, I, I, oh, I read them every every morning too. Absolutely. That's one of the things I look forward to. to look and they're that. not just just a devotional posting; they are quality posting. Yeah, so e each day he has a really, really good, very message. relational, sharing personal stories and things like that too, which are really good. And then uh, marked for deletion. So marked number four deletion has been doing the welcome, welcome weasel or welcome wagon post for quite a while. Uh, but he's gotten some help from too many books and too many books used to be user Coria Cola, who I met in person a while ago. And uh, but anyway, they're doing um, every couple of days or so they'll do kind of a welcome to the new bees. And so I would just give everybody a challenge out there to maybe randomly follow a couple of those newbies and welcome them. Um, so I think that's a good thing too. That comes out every couple of days. Yeah, I try and interact with some of the, the new users on there, but uh, sometimes I, I confess I miss those uh, headlines depending yeah. on what time, time of day. day for you is so different than here, obviously. Yeah, yeah. SDH is approaching 5 million. I don't think we've had any. Oh, I am so far behind in the millions of points. Where I'm, I'm like you, one, one point something. And when I when I stopped on Not the Bee back in December, I had eleven million. I'm still I still haven't crossed twelve million. Hmm. I've just I've the points on Not the Bee seem to have slowed down. Actually, I don't know if that's uh, my, well. I know what mine have. I've not had enough. I've not had enough time to uh, to be as active. I try to go on once a day and and you know not not lose the one hundred days in a row kind of thing that streak, but. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever accumulate 50 million points like Mr. Prof or however many you have now or ever get 60. to 5 million. You have 60, 60. now? He, yeah. He's not going to – I'm telling you, uh, Little Jedi is going to be number one soon. Get out of here, really. Yeah, he, he's moving up. Yeah, on, on the B, yes. I've got 60 on not the B. Yeah, I've got 12 on the Babylon B. Yeah, but Je it's just a matter of time until Jedi catches me. He's number one in uh, – you, you have to day. have your interns do a better job there, Prof. I do. I need some grad students to be doing this for me. Absolutely. <laughs> grad student, I yes, need to work yes. on that. Yes. You have your doctorate. You don't that. need to work on that silly stuff anymore. Exactly. Exactly right. You've, nev you've never arrived on the Babylon Bee forum. Little Jedi is number one in Scorpid Day. Kurgle, you're number two. And Prof, you're number 14. Yeah. So you're, uh, yeah. Part gonna, of why I'm number 14 is I've been on the forum. I've been on the B for so long that kind of count against my points per day calculation because mm. I've been a member since February of 19. And remember for several years, points were a lot harder to get than they have been the last year or so. So on, on yeah. my, yeah, I think actually, oh, I, I'm number five, I think not two. It says number three, uh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Number five in score per day. Yeah. I was looking at uh, your, your number two on the leaders board. Yeah. Okay. I, I have at the top of my Babylon B headlines, the reputation point system from the original. I had, I had tried documenting. If you upvote something, it was one point. 
if you get upvoted, it was 100 points. If you mm-hmm. comment, you get five points. For every post was 15 points. And if you comment on an article, you got two points. And I wasn't sure if you get published, you get 1,000 points. I was trying to, I was trying to work out the math at I one point. I don't think they do the points for publishing anymore. Yeah, I don't think they do any of that anymore. So Yeah, yeah. But the point system is very different since they redid the website about July of last year. Yeah, sure. So, right. Yeah, it's very, very different. So now. you actually get about equal points for just commenting and posting and replying on articles that you do versus getting headlines upvoted. But it used to be that 100 points for getting a headline upvoted was huge to get, to get traction. I, I remember back when there were not as many users, I would go through all of the submissions for the day. Oh, wow. I would do that. And I know some other people did that too, but I would do that. So I would be caught up because mm-hmm. I was, mm, I was invested. You, yes. You can't do I, that. Anymore. I used to do that, but yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've been able to see every single headline. Yeah. Every yeah. Day. It's been um, roughly 600 a day. I might be off a little bit on that, but that's a number that I know I've seen somebody mention uh, recently. Uh, roughly 600 headlines get uh, pitched per day. Well, there are, uh, there are a total of, 31,562 pages on the <laughs> wow yeah on the headline forum as of uh, as of this moment <laughs> so uh, ah and uh, while we're uh, while we're recording uh, just want to give a shout out and I'm looking on the the um, the forum page here shout out to Jared Lendy who's just been published yes. uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles leave new york amid crackdown on pizza ovens <laughs> Yes, as they should. <laughs> Why live in New York if they're going to ban pizza? Yeah, yeah. I really I good. did. I submitted a, one of those uh, the other day. It wasn't as it wasn't as funny, but I I was I'm glad that they picked up on doing the the pizza thing in New York. That's just so stupid. Yes, it is. So That's the left for you. Uh, mine was they have to bake their uh, bake pizzas with dirty microwaves by 2030. Yeah, that's good. That was their that was their <laughs> new rule. I, I just I, I I leave those sorts of things alone because I'm not up to date with it all, and I, I just uh, yeah. You, when you I leave that I leave that to other. When you people. come to the states or the colonies, come to <laughs> come come to Pennsylvania. It used to be the capital at one point, and I know that the, I know that I the capital to, of of Belgium is Brussels. I did learn that. You you don't happen to know a British guy in Pennsylvania, do you? Oh that oh him. No. It's like, well, it's like when someone, it's like when someone from America says, "Oh, um, I, I have a friend in London. Do you know them?" <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> but um, no, I have a friend in Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, so or an acquaintance. He's not. Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a while. But uh, yeah, it would definitely be a, a state uh, next to Nebraska that I would uh, consider visiting. Seeing as Kurgle has already mapped out my whole my whole plan, planned my whole visit. In Nebraska. <laughs> okay, well, now it's time for questions with Israel. So we have um, quite a few questions that the subscribers have posted. And so I'm going to ask the first one here on the list. So Israel, what is your best pitch for not the uh, for, for not the bee for those who are on the fence? I know there's been a lot of talk back and forth, which side is better? And who, who submitted that question? Oh, I'm sorry. That was by... Uh, by Dole Ambroth. Yeah, Dole Ambroth. So is yeah. the question, um, which website is better or why um, you should 
That's how I took join. it, but may, maybe it's just um, why you should join, not the B. Yeah, I took it as if you're a B subscriber only, why should you also join not the B? Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, the the longer that I had been a part of uh, the Babylon B forum, when that was the only one there was, you know, the, the, the thrust of that website is just, you know, how funny do you think you are to all these random strangers on the internet? But um, if you are like me and you've grown tired of the, uh, the, the big tech, like the Facebooks and all of that, you can have a, a clean uh, uh, and fun social network that's more Christ-centered than Satan-centered like fa Facebook is. And you can actually meet real people of like faith and like ideas. And of course, we're not all, we don't all agree on everything, so there 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 is that element in it. But it's real people, you know. I I have lost uh, I've lost contact with a lot of the Facebook people. I had like you know five hundred friends or a thousand friends or something at some point, but the only people that I really am in touch with them anymore, are like you know the ones I had on my phone, you know, my I have your number. I'll be in touch with you, but on the on not the B, you have people who are, um, like I said already, of like faith, of like mind, and you're paying for it too. <laughs> so hopefully you do use it. But I, I would say that because you're, because of those, um, like the safeguards around there, and that it's not something that's um, using you to, to sell, you know, you're not the product, right? You're, you're buying in, you're supporting that, and then you can be an encouragement to other people. It's not just about you on, on your Facebook or something. I've seen, there, there's prayer groups. Mm. Um, there are, you know, the podcasts like this and mine, where, and the others too, where they just talk to people. And they're real people. We're not just, you know, uh, Hollywood celebrities or something out there. Kevin Sorbo. But we're from different states and countries, and we're real people. And you get to re, uh, meet and interact with real people. And, and I know that during the, the 2020, when everybody was locked down and you couldn't go and see other people, but everybody thought you were crazy if you would say the wrong thing online. Not the B is where so many of those relationships were forged. I know for me, where um, I knew I wasn't crazy and I needed Jesus and not the B to get through <laughs> uh, all that crazy time. So like there is a great community back there. So that's my, that's my advertisement there or advertisement as Tej would say that it is, it is, uh, it is filled with real honest to God people who love the Lord. And uh, you can, uh, they're just waiting there to, uh, to be your friend and, and to come alongside you and all that. So that was a really long answer for a short question. But I hope I could sell it on that. I'll, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I had to take a short break, but I'm, I'm in it to win it on Not The Bee. Sorry, Babylon Bee people. I know you started, but you got you to get with the program and you got to move over there too. I will echo everything Israel just said as one of the early users of Not The Bee. I was in the beta group like Israel was. And so we were some mm -hmm. of the very first people to get into it. And all of, the, all of what he said is absolutely 100% true. And it also got me through... Uh, just having that community of like-minded people and people of faith um, is just tremendously helpful and, and beneficial. For me as well, it's a really nice place where you can, 
you, you can just post some dumpster fire CNN article about a drag queen and just say, take a look at this without risking more liberal friends attacking you on Facebook or somewhere else. Uh, you just know it's a group of like-minded people. And um, the I think uh, Dan has built in a really nice, um, some really nice safeguards, including a profanity filter, which I've, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually, <laughs> you've used that one a lot. Well, I, there's, there's a word we have in, in British English. Uh, and I think in American English, because I Googled why, uh, I'd say in a minute, it's the word snicker. And I think it means uh, to, 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 to kind of laugh. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in British English. candy bar. Yeah. But in British English, we say snigger. Mm. Ah. So I was, I was trying to type in a headline the other day and the profanity filter kept uh, coming up and saying this, this goes against community standards. And I'm like dissecting my, my post. Like, what on earth is wrong with <laughs> And if, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's picked up the British spelling of the word snicker and seeing, not seeing the S and it's actually picking up the N word. That was mm. my guess. Uh, so it's very sensitive, um, which I appreciate, you know, it's, it's good that they're, they're vigilant with those sorts of things. So it does, it does have a, I think it encourages a, a safe space and uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've really come to, uh, and shout out to, I think it was Neo Hillbilly who sent me an invitation and got me, uh, got me converted. <laughs> Here's a more serious question for you, Israel. Okay. Um, this is one is asked by Murph. What words of encouragement would you give to someone who has experienced a premature loss? Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what's, what's, um, and thank you for the question there, Murph. It's one of those things when, if, for those who don't know, we lost, um, we've had several miscarriages, but we had a stillbirth, our second pregnancy. We had a stillbirth back in 2016. I'm actually wearing, um, my wife had gotten me a, a cuff that has all of the names of our, of our, um, pregnancies and we gave them all names. And so the la the top three are the ones that we have with us uh, today. Um, Job was, uh, was his name is the one that, in, that we're talking about here. Um, it's something that's not discussed a lot. You know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's taboo, but it's just something that is, you know, we just don't really talk about it too much. But my wife and I, we decided we were going to talk about that, those kind of things, because we needed to talk about it when it happened to us. Words of encouragement, I would say, is find other people that uh, it's happened to and talk about it. And it's hard, trust me, especially if it hasn't happened to you. You don't know what to say. I had a missionary contact me um, from Dominican Republic because I had recently helped him um, after this had happened to us. And he, uh, he just asked me, like, we've never had a miscarriage or anything. And someone in my church just did. What can I, what can I say to her? Well, how can I talk and help encourage her? Um, and so it's something that happens and you don't know. And, and even when it happened to us, our, our prayer group in church, we found out several of the other women um, had miscarriages and, and that. So it's, it's something that it, it is healthy to discuss as, and uh, to find someone who maybe it has happened to and that they're comfortable with it too. But it's certainly healthy to do. But then to rely on the Lord. He is the one who got us through so, such, so much of that uh, the, the hardship, um, the loss, the, you know, just heartbreakingness. And, um, I, we did a, a, a very special thing and I could go on for this for a, a long time, but, um, a long story short, I participated in a ceremony that was done in another country where I went on a mission trip to, 
where I grew my hair for a whole year um, as a sign of mourning. And then at the end of the year of mourning, we cut all my hair. I was totally bald, clean shaven, all that. And that was a sign of, of uh, that public mourning. And when the mourning was done, you cut it all. It's kind of like King David when his son, uh, uh, when the Lord took his son um, after the incident with Bathsheba, he was mourning the loss or the potential loss. And then when his son died, he got up, he cleaned himself, he ate food, and he went on. The mourning was done. And then and in the end, you will get through. And, and seeing my, um, the three boys and now a fourth to be determined <laughs> uh, on the way, we can look back and see how God has blessed us, um, even through our, our, our years of loss, years of loss. Um, and then now we look and we don't shy away from it. We we're just like, look, he was our son and the others were a part of our lives. They still are. But look at what God has done now. And uh, we just honor God and, and uh, uh, give the glory back to him because uh, all the children are a heritage from the Lord. And so they, they ultimately belong to him. It's just our job to, uh, to raise them to love him back. Yeah. That's, it's really good to hear you say that. And the, the Bible verse you mentioned that, I've just looked it up because that's, I remember now that spoke to me a while ago um, when his servants say to David that your son is dead. It says, uh, like you've just said there, he arose, uh, he washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And this next bit really got me. It says, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Yep. I just think, wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, you've just lost a child. You'll be grieving. You go to the house of the Lord and you worship. I just think that's so, uh, that's so powerful. So uh, yep. it, is a, it is a process. It takes time. But I, 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 to anyone who might have been going through that or is going through that or has, uh, the Lord is always on your side. You will get through, um, and it, it takes some time to heal. But you, but being able to talk about it, um, emote a bit. I know from time to time it hits me too. Um, but it's uh, it, don't be discouraged. Uh, you you will get through. I remember a while back um, you posted uh, something over on Not the Bee and had a video, and mm -hmm. it, was, it was very touching. And your your story is very inspirational. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I had made that. We document. We we learned he was uh, he had a um, a, a, a genetic disorder uh, called trisomy thirteen. So he he was not going to survive. Um, it, as the doctor said, it's a it's a disorder that's incompatible with life. You know, just imagine hearing those kinds of words, right? You never heard that kind of thing before. So we knew he was going to die, and so we decided we were going to document it. And I I work in video, so I have all the I have all the equipment. Went to the doctor's appointments, the anatomy scans, the heart um, heart scan, the cardiac stuff that they were looking into. So we made a video of that. If you want to see that, uh, first join Not the Bee, and then uh, you can look up Job's story, spelled like Job's story. Um, and then uh, uh, I can let you in, and I you can see the the link there, and you can watch that, and uh, you can get a blessing and share that with others if uh, if you think they'd appreciate it. So the next question is from SDH, and uh, yeah, she says, uh, tell us about your little ones. How's your pack of boys doing? Also, is it true Dan Dillon created not the beef just so you could post baby pics of your middle boy? <laughs> that, okay, so, oh, goodness. In 2018, my wife was pregnant with our oldest, 
And mm-hmm. I, I had, I had made a, a point then. I'm like, okay, I'm, I was so dedicated to Babylon B that my wife would have really appreciated it if I, you know, focused a little bit more on her and this baby, I guess. So I said, all right, I'm going to take a break from Babylon B guys. Well, uh, you know, I'll see you later. We're going to have the baby soon and, and all that. And I remember SDH had said, like, if only we could see the, pic- see the babies or see the baby because there was no picture photo upload at the time. And so within a few months, um, I think he had, I think Dan was already starting work on it. And then um, when, so that was, uh, that was end of 2018, so 2019, all that was starting. And I came back at some point in there. I forget when exactly. I know it was sometime in 2019 I came back on. And I think photos, I think you could do photos at that point. So I, um, I had shared somehow so people uh, could, see, could see him. And uh, yeah, so, so she and I would joke that it was because, it was because I was going to have the baby that Dan needed a website so he could see, everyone could see. That's, that's good. I forgot <laughs> about that. That's awesome. I didn't know that. No, they're, they're doing very good. Um, oldest is four, going on five. Uh, Israel Jr., uh, we don't call him that. He, um, actually, we call him the big one because he's four years old and he's like over three feet tall. It's it's really, and I don't have a lot of experience with with uh, kids that young. My nieces and nephews they we live in other we they all live in a different state than me, so I, I didn't t- I only saw them a little bit. But everybody t- t- tells me that that he is big for his age, and I and I could tell too. I'm like God, this kid just looks massive. And he is, he's very heavy, but he wants me to always pick him up and throw him and stuff, which I do. Uh, but he's doing great. He's, he was walking at nine months old and that's wow. kind of early. And, uh, that is early. So, but, and he's a talker. Oh, he doesn't talk. He is so emotional too. And very serious. You know, he'll, he'll be silly sometimes, but you know, perfectionist. If I move, you know, if I put something out of place, like that's, Poppy, they call me Poppy. Like, Poppy, that doesn't go there. I put my cup goes on the right and his cup goes on the left or whatever. So it's very meticulous child. And he, I remember him coming into the kitchen the other day and he have, they have a little chore chart. And he said, he said, I'm going to go look at my chore chart. And he looks at it and he says, mm, I think I need to go check if I made my bed this morning. <laughs> goes back to his room and then comes out a minute later and then puts his little check on the chart. I'm like, wow, that's that's great, and and I have I have a video of him when he was probably about one, and I told him, I said, um, hey, you need to put your cup, or, you know, put your cup away, put it where it goes because it was sitting on the floor, and I, I have this video of him just standing there. I think he was holding like his stuffed cow, and he kind of looks at me like the corner of his eye, and then just slowly walks over, gets his cup, slowly walks over to his coaster, and sets it down. And then slowly walks back to what he was doing. Like I don't know something about that kid, but uh, he's he's really good. He I took him uh, camping this last week for a couple of days at my church's men's campout. We've gone camping in the basement before because that's that's the best camping experience I know of. Staying home, and uh, but we took him out in the mountains of Pennsylvania where I live, and it was really out of his element. He just wanted to play with his monster trucks the whole time. He was really bored during the, the gun shooting competition, which I thought like, oh, come on, you got to get into this kid. So whatever, we'll, we'll, get him, uh, we'll get him into it at some point. He likes Nerf guns though. 
So, but but he's doing great. Number two, we call him the little one. He is he's two years old. He's going to be three in a couple months. He's a talker, and and what I discovered is that when he talks, it's as if like he talks in a tone of voice that it sounds like he could cry at any second. He, like he'll say something like, "Poppy, I, 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 I saw." It deer outside <laughs> i just think he's gonna start crying <laughs> and he's very he's very sweet and very soft-spoken but um he picks on his bigger brother when when we came back from the camping trip i was so tired i took a nap when i got home uh, it was just me and him i come back my wake up my wife uh, she starts talking to me and i could hear that they had been fighting i'm like what's going on she said i sent them downstairs to play and <laughs> And I go do something. I hear them fighting. I come back, and the little one is on top of him, choking him <laughs> in the playroom. <laughs> like what? What is happening? But but he he's good. He he started walking at six months old. Six months old. Whoa! Yeah, stood up. I I have a I have a, a video clip of him just standing up from a from a squatting position at six months old. Wow! And I thought, oh my goodness, the next one. Is gonna is gonna be so early, and uh, he's not. He's eleven months old, the uh, number three, and uh, I named him after a very particular radio personality that had a very huge impression on my life growing up. Ditto's Rush, Rush, yes. So his birthday will be next month. I have contacted the show about him to tell him. I actually told them the mm-hmm. call screener. The day after he was born, I got on, but they didn't let me through to uh, uh to Clay and Buck. But um, he he's uh he's doing he's also doing well. He needs to start walking. <laughs> he's eleven months old, still crawling. I don't like this trend. So uh, he needs he's the baby. So we have the big one, the little one, and the baby. But but they're all doing very well. Um, I could talk a lot about them. I'm sure any parent could. And uh, if I had, I wish I had a, a bigger wallet that I could put you know, wallet pictures in because everybody's got the phone and you know, all that. But like, I wish I had the wallet still and I could do that. But, but yeah, no, they're very good. And, and the baby now to come is, uh, I think my wife, we're about halfway through the, uh, the weeks and the trimesters and all that stuff. And, uh, that one will be, uh, will be born in November, Thanksgiving time-ish. So, but everybody's doing good and mom's doing good too. Ah, wonderful. That's really good to hear. Well, we can ask we can ask the community to pray uh, for that uh, pregnancy as well. Yeah, please do. Um, and uh, yeah, and also for rest and peace for you please guys. Do. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Kugel. I think you wanted to ask something. Oh, yep. Just want to say again, congratulations on the new baby. Thank you. Okay, so I have another question. This one goes back to the beginning of the show when you're talking about your experience with January sixth. Okay. And that sounded really interesting, so I'm going to have to go listen to that episode of your podcast. This one is from Neo Hillbilly, and he wants to know, uh, how did you avoid being thrown in jail for your January 6th insurrectioning, and are you running for president in 2024? It's really funny. I, I made a joke when I was in high school that said, when I'm 35, I'm going to run for president. So I'm 35. I could. I, technically, I meet all the standards. That I was born in this country, unlike some people, and uh, presidents. <laughs> I mean, 
and uh, and I'm and I'm the of the right age, and I'm also not a lunatic. Uh, anyway, but no, I, I I don't think I'm running for president this time. I did run for a a local thing, and I did win that by uh, by three votes. So um, that's why mm. sometimes I put my name on not the B or, or the Babylon B is uh, Inspector Israel. So I am an inspector of elections <laughs> after 2020 and all of the, the shenanigans that were going on there or allegedly going on, depending on where you are on the spectrum there of believability. <laughs> I said, I just need to be involved. I, I, can't, I can't let this go on without me being a part of it. Anyway, to get to the question, how did I avoid getting thrown in jail for my insurrectioning? I guess the, the, the secret's out. So here they come. At any point, they're going to come and get... No, I, I was... Like I said before, I was really naive the day of, of like what was going on. But as we were approaching the, the building, the Capitol building, that's when I, we saw smoke bombs. We saw some questionable people and stuff. And my friend who was with me, who was older and wiser than me, he said, you know, let's, let's not walk here. Let's walk over here. There was one guy, like, you, you know, they tore the fence down so they could get in, onto the, the, the lawn that was there. There was a guy standing there and he was saying, come on in. We tore this down so you could get up here. And he's like, let's not listen to him and let's go a different way. And I'm glad, I'm glad he did. Uh, from what I have read online about what the FBI and the DOJ and, and all of them have done is that they had a geofence and everybody who had their phone who was inside the geofence area got pinged and tagged and then they were coming for them. And, and, the, and the fence goes around like the actual Capitol um, building. So I did not cross the geofence. I was outside the – like I have a picture of a screenshot where I was and where the geofence was. So I was – I don't know how far away I was, but I, I did not cross the, the threshold there. So I didn't, I didn't throw anything. I didn't break anything. Uh, I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I stayed in a, in a good area away, uh, but, I, but I witnessed a lot go on and, and even heard rumblings of what was going on too from the others. You know, we, we heard that someone had gotten shot, uh, which turned out to be Ashley Babbitt, you know, uh, God rest her soul. And, but I, I just wanted to be there for the protest and it turned into something else entirely. So I, I was just there doing my thing. <laughs> That's how I avoided it. The last thing I'll say about it is I felt like they were on to me and they, you know, being, you know, whoever they are, right? Someone sent me a picture from my area of a digital billboard that said, if you know anyone who was a part of the January 6th insurrection, call this FBI number. I'm like, wow. Yikes. And that was, you know, near where I live. I'm like, oh man, that... There was only so many of us from my area that went, so <laughs> I don't know if they're uh, they're on to us too much. Just, just while you're saying all this, Israel, I can hear your dog barking in the background. Are the FBI knocking on your door or something? Go away! We're not home. <laughs> hey, Israel, I'm pretty sure it's Ray Epps at the door. Pretty sure of it. Oh, that that was my new neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just thinking if it is an, an FBI agent on your door at your door, hopefully it's Jeff Larson. True. Forgive me. <laughs> True. The only famous FBI agent I know is, is Fox Mulder. <laughs> Kurgle, you better explain who Jeff Larson is, Kurgle. 
He is the rookie FBI agent, Jeff Larson, who just started, so he doesn't know the ways of the FBI. Oh. So if, if, if he comes knocking on your door, you'll okay. be safe. Yeah, he's well, not been corrupted he, yet. He, he, d- no. he doesn't know what to okay. do. Yep. Yeah. Well, Rico, uh, Rico's over there by the door, so he'll, uh, he'll take care of him. He'll, he'll get his ankles real good. And, and I'll say, I don't know if anybody asked any more January 6th questions. I would go again. I would do it again. I don't know if I'd get any closer, but I would, I would go again. <laughs> so why did your parents name you after a country? That's from Gandalf the Grey. And the follow-up from Mike Olivson or M. Olivson. And why wasn't it Liechtenstein? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, you're taking me back to elementary school here. <laughs> so my, my mom wanted to name me one thing, and my dad wanted to name me Israel. So my my... What my mom wanted to name me is my middle name. And I'll not give away too much information so you can't look me up. But my, my dad ended up winning, uh, winning the, uh, the argument there. Um, it's another Bible name. I'll just give you that. They named me. They wanted to name me. They actually wanted to name me after the Holy Land. They really mm-hmm. did. I, and my, my, uh, my three brothers also have biblical names. My sister doesn't. You know, she's the weird one. <laughs> she, would, oh, she would kill me if she heard that. <laughs> She's she's the oldest. She could beat me up, but yeah, they wanted to name me after the Holy Land, and I don't I don't ask, I don't really know why they wanted to name me that, but they just felt that was what it needed to be. But the funny thing is that it's grown on me. When I was a kid, I hated it because people would, as uh, as who was the second person, the question Mike Olson Mike Olson Mike Olson yeah because it's people like you <laughs> who. Uh, <laughs> Who would say, because of kids like that back then, who would say stuff like, hey, hey, Italy, hey, Palestine, (laughs) hey, whatever, hey, Georgia. So, you know, dumb things like that, dumb kids like that. So I hated my name and I wanted to change it to something else. But what I've discovered is that you kind of become your name, you know, and I I think the people in Bible times really understood that better. Like, uh, you know, like Nabal, fool. Like they really, they really picked up on that kind of stuff and they named them something that was really meaningful. And so my wife and I actually took that with our boys' names. They've all been something meaningful, like Job, who we talked about earlier, you know, Job was, uh, he stayed true to God and, and, and never sinned with his lips, you know, uh, and, and kept trusting in him, even though there was a difficulty, uh, a tremendous difficulty that was happened. So that's why we gave him that name. So we've thought that kind of thing through. And so with Israel, it's a unique name, even though it's not it's not like you've never heard it before, but you've maybe only met a handful of people with that name. So it's, it's, it's really uncommon enough that I feel like I'm an uncommon and esoteric kind of person, puffing myself up. Yeah, I, 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 I've grown into my name and uh, I, I've loved it. And I, I couldn't imagine being called like John. No offense to any Johns. It's, 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 too, it's too common. For, for, for our liking. So we needed to have, even my wife has a made up name from her mom. So yeah, we, we like the uncommon names. Maybe one day I'll ask my parents why they, why they really named me that. What, what was it? But I've, I, like I've embraced it. And so I call my family, my tribe. I've always wanted to have one of my children have, uh, you know, one of the, 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 the 12 sons names, but my wife is like really against it. <laughs> Reuben is a sandwich, so we can't do that. Um, and a lot of our friends, you know, being at a, at a, at a Bible-believing uh, independent Baptist church, 
uh, we have a lot of Bible names in there. And, and of course, there's an Asher and a Levi and a Judah and a, there's a Dan. Everybody's, they're all, all the good ones are taken. All I've got left is Gad. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> but yeah. We, we, we really wanted to call our boy. Uh, one of the names we were toying with was Noah. And uh, one of my wife's cousins uh, had a boy just before us and called him Noah. We were like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> We went with the Reuben for our youngest. That's, um, I don't think, is that something over in the States? Then? Reuben's a sandwich. It's a, um, ah, okay. Oh, what kind of sandwich? Prof, I feel like you would know. It's meat. Pastrami with cabbage, I believe. Pastrami. There you go. Immediate, immediate recall. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I think on rye bread, maybe too. I, think. I feel like, yeah. It's, it's like a really particular sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's made a certain way. Yeah. So, Tease if you were over here with your boy, they'd pe- people would call him Ruben's sandwich, is what they would call him. <laughs> okay. Well, time's moving on. Let's just. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to all the people that submitted questions. We, we're not going to get around to, to all of you, I'm afraid. Uh, Israel's on limited time here, but um, I'm just going to. I'm going to focus on a question from uh, Jay Baker, who uh, we talked about earlier, and uh, he's asking Israel, who was the best guest you had on your podcast, and what. Why was it my wife and I? Oh gosh, they they were a fun they were a fun couple. Goodness, it's been so long. I, I, I everybody's going to hate me for not remembering every single thing that happened on all sixty episodes, except that one that I had no part in whatsoever. And if you know, you know what I'm talking about with that one. Favorite? Oh gosh, I mean, they were they were all my favorites, right? But. What I what I really especially liked was I, I, I liked talking with okay, I'm not gonna say favorite, okay, but I'm just gonna say some a couple that maybe stood out. Okay. All right. One of them was Mrs. Dylan, Faith. Mm. Old slow one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We had her on for one. Mother's Day. Mm. And she she was so kind, so nice. And we had that was the first time that we did live call in kind of things. We had people ask mm-hmm. questions uh, to her. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I subsequently got to meet her a couple months ago. We actually met up for for breakfast, and then she invited us uh, another time for lunch at her house. And uh, and she made us lunch. She made me a, a quesadilla, shrimp quesadilla. She let my boys play with all her grandkids' toys and things. So really making the connections with people, uh, all of our guests, was was a lot of fun. And what what was nice is that in the like the the following weeks after we would keep conversations going just because we had made a new friend, right? And we were getting to know each other so well. And, and that was really fun, getting to, uh, getting to do that. So the Bakers, you guys are, you guys are special people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go listen to your episode again when I'm done, when I'm done here later tonight because that was – I don't remember everything that happened. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been – that was probably like two years ago now, but – I've done, a, I've done too much talking as it is. I'm getting, I'm just digging a hole for myself. Stop. Who would cross the people bridge? Must answer nigh these questions five. Add into the golden bathtub he dives. Alrighty. Uh, we got five questions, Israel, and we may have stolen is maybe a little bit of a harsh word, but we, we, you inspired us. I like it. Your podcast, because uh, you had you had ten questions, didn't you? We did. 
as the official podcast, uh, but as the unofficial podcast, we we only have five. Uh, so, <laughs> but um, we'll we'll run through these. I'm interested for your response. Right, let me let, let me say a thing real quick. One of my favorite podcast episodes was the 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 questions when we asked Dan Dillon are fake questions. And he didn't oh, did, know they were our fake questions. Yes, I remember that. And he was answering them all. And if you don't know, the fake questions are eth- effectively the security questions that you have to know what your password is. So we were like, so Dan, what was your dog's name growing up? Or what was the first car you ever had? <laughs> and what was the mascot <laughs> at your high school? And he answered all these questions. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, that, was, that was very good. But, but um, Adam, yeah. Adam Ford... He caught on real quick. He's like, mm, pass. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, please, please go ahead. Kugel, would you like to ask the first one? Okay. So I was prepared. I do have the answers in front of me. <laughs> or the questions. So, or yes, She's the that questions. Prepared. She I'm has sorry. the answers okay. already. Yes. I'm so prepared. Okay. Number one, when did you receive the Babylon Bee into your heart? What is your origin story? The origin story for Babylon Bee for me, it was somewhere, I, all I remember is that Barack Obama was apparently still president. That was like my earliest memory because one of the first things I saw was, um, uh, it, it, it was, uh, what was, it? what was it? It was, it was some story that had like Barack Obama had hired Bale to be his or Molech, it had hired Molech to take questions or something. It, there's like a picture of the two of them standing together. That's the apparently the earliest one I ever remember seeing. And I thought, what is this? Uh, is, is this the onion? What, I, I don't understand. This is so weird. But then on, I was on Facebook, at, the Facebook at the time, excuse me. And I eventually started seeing... The Facebook. I started seeing some people share them. And I think the one that got me was oh it was it was like Benny Hinn loses control of his powers and blasts people away out of the front row and the photoshop of that is you know his hand is outstretched and they're just bodies flying in the air i lost it absolutely lost it at that headline and that photoshop and i'm like whoever these people are i'm in uh, they they are exactly what i need in my life right now and i think it, it, so I was hooked and I was just share. That's all I did on the Facebook was just share Babylon B. Kyle and, and Seth and you guys, you are so welcome because I just shared your stuff nonstop for like that first couple of years. And then it was, we were, my son was born and we were on a trip in Puerto Rico. Uh, and he was, this is when he like just started to learn to walk. And, and the president, President Trump, I mean, he had, he had the perfect phone call. We all know about that. He had the perfect phone call and then they impeached, they were going to you know, impeach him and do whatever. And there was some story, I don't remember what the headline was. I think it might've been the, uh, the investigators were going to investigate the investigation about the investigators investigating the investigation. It's something, it was one of those ones. And I'm like, that's it. I am so doing, I'm, I'm signing up. I, I might have my timelines, my, cross, but there was something around that time where I'm like, I will pay them money now. I'm going to do it. So yeah, those, those periods, those periods of time is when I accepted, accepted them into my heart and had to share the, the, the good news with others. 
<laughs> so number two is, what is a favorite headline that you've submitted? Was that a favorite headline I submitted? Yes. Oh, listen. If you guys don't know, I have on my phone, I have a, an, a, a note that's called Babylon B Headlines. Me too. It's pinned. <laughs> and I have thousands. Oh, wow. Look I at that. thousands of them. And all the yellow checks that you might see are ones I've submitted. Ah. They're just ideas that I come up with. Um, brilliant, beautiful ideas. <laughs> I've had it for years. It actually takes a second to load every time. I, I'm still scrolling. Nobody has no, yeah, Nobody has big, beautiful ideas. They're the best. I'm still going. And I, I wish I had marked some of them as like my, my yeah, as my as my favorites. Okay, favorite headline. I was thinking about this earlier today. A favorite headline that I submitted. Hang on, I, I have to remember the wording. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get the wording wrong because that's always that's always the best part. I know Kyle loves getting these read to him. Okay. Okay, this is one of my favorites I have ever submitted was Rocky's statue toppled after discovering he beat several black people. That's good. That's good. <laughs> now, I'm, I live in Pennsylvania. There is a Rocky statue in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. So it is there. People run up and you know do the whole thing. And that, that was uh, obviously that was submitted during 2020. And I realized that some of my, my headlines aren't going to get submit or aren't going to get done because it's really just spot. It's more on the nose, but that's my kind of humor. And sometimes I get it. I, my, my first one I ever got submitted or um, published was uh, again during 2020. And it was Pontius Pilate didn't wash his hands for 20 seconds. So he bears some culpability with the crucifixion. I know some people, <laughs> some people didn't like that one either, but. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I've just, I've just given that. Oh, thank, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at your published headlines now. Uh, we forgot to talk about that. Here, one, okay. So. Here's and, and another one. I'm sorry. I have, I have them highlighted pride month moved to September since it comes before fall. Uh, Michael Jackson canceled over childhood blackface video. Oh, <laughs> that is a good one. Have you submitted? That? Yeah, these were ones I've submitted. They've, they have okay. the check on them. You, 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 what you should, how old are they? When did these you would have been, this is like 2020 thereabouts about two, two or three years old. You know what you should do? And I, I confess I've done this and I know I'm not the only one is uh, feel free to recycle some mm. of your, your quality headlines because the forum has changed so much lot, over the last few years. It is so many new users now and, and you know, those great headlines, which a lot of people will have missed. So feel free to oh, recycle yeah, there, some of them. The, the, some of my other favorites, I'm not going to remember all of them, were ones that have been read by Kyle and, and, and Ethan at the time and, and the others. And when they, when, they, when they laugh at them, that's really for the longest time, I would, I, for the podcast, for their podcast, I would just skip right to the end get to the part. Oh yeah. Okay. Did you read mine? <laughs> oh, do the same. Yeah. Do the same. And, um, yeah, I, I do that. Yeah. As well. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, I can't remember. There was, there was one of them that they, that they had read that I'm not going to remember it, but it was, I have other ones that are highlighted and Godzilla files for unemployment benefits as American cities are already destroyed. Was, <laughs> yeah. These are great. Thank you. Uh, some some have been featured. I have some of that that were published. Yeah, they're they're. It's some of my favorite. Thing. I remember emailing Kyle Mann once 
early, early on, for for a few months, I hadn't gotten anything. I mean, you could you could do a thousand of them before you get something accepted, uh, approved. And <clears throat> I remember sending him an email once saying, "Hey, what gives? We're all here submitting these really hilarious headlines to these complete strangers who want to. We want to validate that we're funny." And you're not you're not actually doing anything with them. Come on, like totally sarcastic to him. And uh, a little while later, he did that uh, that Pontius Pilate one. So, all right. <laughs> okay, let it be known. Hey, let it be t- known that complaining to Kyle works. Yeah, let's all bet on the record. <laughs> hey Israel, can I just tell you a favorite of mine of yours that this was published? Oh, please. Um, Taco Bell unaffected by meat shortage. That was three years old, but hilarious. <laughs> okay, there's a there's a secret about that. Yeah. That was not an original one for me. A friend of mine gave me that idea. He said, why don't you use that? Ah. So and so I did. And his, so it's his idea, but it was my it was under my account. So gotcha. Sorry. Well it got public. But I, I take it. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good one. Could you say Burger King totally unaffected by meat shortage? Could you say that one? And that still be Flavor shortage, I'm sure we can okay. do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we talked about lending some or take borrowing some mm-hmm. questions from your, your your podcast, Israel, and this is one of them. Uh, what fast food menu item is the result of mm. the fall? The Arby's bacon and cheddar sandwich. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because... When I was really hungry one time, and that was the closest fast food restaurant there was, I thought, that looks good, but it just didn't end well. <laughs> my, my wife loves Arby's, but that barbecue bacon thing, ugh, never. I'll never eat that food again. Evil, wicked stuff. I mean, if you have an affinity for Burger King, nothing, is, nothing else compares, so I get that. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I can, I can handle Burger King. I'm, I'm good with them. They've, they've not done me wrong in okay. all the years. All right. when, you know, Wendy's, Taco Bell, you know, Chick Fil A. I, I, of course, I have, I have Chick, I have the Chick Fil A points, you know, the app, but I can't bring myself to do the same thing for Taco Bell. I feel like that's a shame. <laughs> I don't get points for going to Taco Bell uh, and Burger King. Okay, good answers. Okay, question number four. What is your favorite denomination and why is it Baptist? Boom. Baptist, because John the Baptist, and he was Jesus' cousin. I mean, we're, I, think that's, uh, I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. Sounds as legit a, to me. As a matter of fact, it's the only denomination I think even mentioned in the scriptures. So I guess the Presbyterian, the Presbytery, that's kind of in there. Yeah. So I guess we, I, I'll let yeah. that one in. But uh I, I was raised uh, independent Baptist, not not um, Southern Baptist. I am not Reformed or any of that. I uh, uh, open a can of worms with that one. But I, <laughs> the the church that I attend now, great church. I wish everyone could come to one of my church services. Our pastors are fantastic. But the previous church that we went to for for several years before we moved. I believe that he had said that they were fundamentalist, and I didn't know that there was a whole movement of fundamentalism at one point, and that there's some negative connotation to that. I didn't know that. Our current pastor says, we're not fundamentalists. 
we're biblicists. I'm like, oh, okay. And so it's like, if there's ever an issue or if there's ever a, a question about you know, the, the faith or about uh, church discipline or any of those things, it's, we are going straight to the Bible. We don't have a, you know, a, a pope or a, a parson. That's a Simpsons joke. Uh, we don't have any of those kind of people overhead. We, we're not affiliated with any other church. We have friends of other churches like, mine, like faith, but we will take all of our uh, decision-making and all of that straight from the word of God. And I've always appreciated that. I, I, never, I never liked, or I, I, I couldn't uh, go with the other idea. I feel like probably the closest thing for, for me and for my family is just where we've been, it, it fits very well with, with what we really truly believe. So everyone should be a Baptist. I have to say, Israel, this is obviously an audio-only podcast, but I can we can see each other. And um, I, I was questioning how genuinely Baptist you were, given that you are moving quite a lot and, and, and raising your arms I, occasionally. I, I, I'm, I'm also Puerto Rican, <laughs> so uh, I have to, you know, uh, what is, what's the word? Not uh, gesticulate. gesticulate. I was going to say genuflect, but that's, that's, I think that's bowing. So uh, yeah, I have. I've got. I talk with my hands a lot. So um, yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> but yeah, and 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 see, being Puerto Rican and a Baptist, we also uh, my family uh, would dance too. <gasps> so I know. Shocking. But uh, but then I, I go to Ecclesiastes. There's a time to dance. Might not be in church, but there's a <laughs> but there's a time to dance. <laughs> I'll ask question five. Question five: If the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows would they find? And clearly, you were like probably just yards away from actually being raided from with us that finding this out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so clearly, how many how many my pillows would they have found if they had knocked on your door? They would they would find uh, they would find two. All right. They would find two my pillows. I'm glad you didn't ask how many other. Well, my gun case is right there. You can't see it where you are, but <laughs> how many of those would they find? I want to go on record really quick here and say Israel's guns were lost in a tragic boating accident. Yeah, it's, it's empty. I'll have, that's where I keep my my pillows now. Exactly. So, <laughs> or, both of them are right there. Or maybe my pillow is code for something yes. else. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I interrupted you, so go ahead. It's and a, it's I just want to make sure the feds knew that you right. lost your guns. Yes, thank you. I appreciate your, uh, your, your helping me cover that. Here's the thing. You have to wash your MyPillow regularly because, and, and mine could probably go for one right now, <laughs> because they, while all the little foam that Mike Lindell has cut up with his you know, shears, they don't hold forever. And so you have to wash them and that like, I don't know, rejuvenates them or you know, revitalizes them somehow. You don't forget to do that, and I've forgotten to do that for a bit. So I need I need to do that. And foolish, stupid me, when my after my wife and I were married, we, we were buying a mattress, and the woman said, "Oh, you should uh, you should buy or why don't you try out some pillows here?" They didn't have my pillows at the store at Sleepy's, and it's like, okay, lay down on this one. Like, okay, it's it's a pillow. I don't know. Ah, oh, but this one this one costs a hundred dollars. This is your hundred dollar pillow. And I lay down like, oh, I guess this one feels okay. I guess I'll buy it. So I have a $100 pillow. Wow. I feel like a moron. Why would you buy a $100 <laughs> pillow? 
I still have it. I haven't got rid of it. We've been married for 13 years. Like I'm keeping that thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I can, uh, I can now say that I have joined the, uh, my pillow community. Oh, good. Yes. Remember to wash it. Yes. That was, that was so much fun just to give another shout out to strike engineer when, when I asked him that question and he produced a, my pillow live <laughs> in person. That was so much fun. Bonus content. Maybe we can try and put an idea uh, and write a headline together. Yeah. So if Ooh. we can get like a. I have a theory about how they do their headlines and things. And I think, Kirigal, you, you did something like this a, a few months back where you had like a wall of ideas or something. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I had a thing where yeah. I wanted to do that. And it was how I think the guys come up with a, how they come up with the headline or how I think that they should. We have Lord of the Rings, we have Star Wars, and you know, a couple other science fiction. They have like, okay, those are like some of the potential routes they could take to get an idea or, you know, where they could lead a joke into or something, tie that. And it all comes back, you know, something that's happening today. And then how does this fit over here? Does it fit over here? We haven't done this one long enough, or it's been too long since we've done a Star Wars joke. So uh, I think that's where I see it. That's what they're doing back there. I think that could be like, a video that they could make like, hey, we haven't done one of these jokes in a while. Why don't we do one of those? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Work it together. But it's always, whenever I try to come up with something, it has to be absurd. And, and that's why it doesn't, I don't always get, I don't always follow my own rules. So the ones that they publish, whether they're um, submissions or not, it always has to cross the absurd line. So I might come up with something real quick and I think, oh, that's great. But I need to, you know, chew on the cud a little bit to use a Bible term there and uh, let it fester and, and, and ruminate and all that because it needs, yeah, it needs that extra oomph. Cause I could see some of these and think, Oh, they just went over the absurd line and that's why it's hilarious. So that'd be any of my advice for people. If you're new all to right, the forum, advice. it's gotta be yeah. absurd. It has to cross that line and then you'll, uh, then you'll get a publish for sure. Well, I've, I've been listening because uh, I'm on vacation now, so I've been catching up on – I quite enjoy going back in the archives of the B podcast and listening back to some older episodes. And um, I've, I've been reminded of a couple of things Kyle Mann said in some episodes uh, back at the beginning of the year. And one of the things he said he likes – he loves headlines with people in white coats, so about uh, reports and that sort of thing. And then the other thing he said is he uh, he always reacts really well when something is really dumb. He just says, "Oh, that's really dumb," <laughs> and he just really likes it. So I think there's some uh, I think there's a strategy in there for headline submissions. I, I did. Sure. I remember one I had submitted that he liked and actually commented on, and it was I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something along along the lines: Trump was president at the time, and he and it was uh, like Trump visits visits border wall after hearing. Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall and he's afraid he's going to fall down. Or, I, you know, you got, I have to look it up to get the right wording, but Kyle commented and said like, this is the kind of stupid humor that I'm looking for. All right. <laughs> like, he's afraid he's going to fall off his big, beautiful wall. He doesn't want that. And, <laughs> yeah. So I, I second Tej's uh, comment. That's good. And uh, a dog has just appeared in Israel's chat window. <laughs> A wild dog. Yeah, this is Rico. He's a. Uh, it looks like he wanted some attention. Uncle Rico, or 
Yeah, <laughs> Rico. <laughs> Rico like Puerto Rico. Same. Yeah. Oh, same thing. It's very cute. He's an he's an old dog. He needs some love. He does uh, have a gray face. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. What are you now? Twelve? Yeah, you're twelve. Sheesh. Yeah, so like I say, we haven't got time to answer all of those questions now, unfortunately. But Israel, I think uh, you were just saying that off air that you can go back through those questions uh, in your own time, the ones that we haven't got around to discussing, and maybe you can take a bit of time and answer uh, some of the other subscribers personally in the comments. Yeah, there. Ab- absolutely. I'd, I'd be my pleasure. I'd love to uh, love to share uh, with some of those who didn't get their questions asked on the podcast here. I'd, I'd love to do it. So we'll, we'll take care of you guys. Great. Won't we, Rico? Won't we take care of that? will be so good. <laughs> I mean, there's some things we didn't do, but that's no worries. It's a good episode, I think. It's just, I think so. Lots of lots of conversations. Big, so that's what beautiful. Like. One of the best episodes, I think. Frankly, a lot of people are saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! It was really great to see you, Israel, and thank you for all of your questions that you answered and again uh, congratulations on your baby and thank you and just your your beautiful family all together thank you very much i just want to echo that quickly as well israel it's great having you on and thanks so much as well for all that you've done for the forum uh for not the bee and the time that you invested in the in the not the bee social podcast that was just so so cool to listen to and if you're not on not the bee get on over there you're missing out it's uh, it's a lot of fun <laughs> oh yeah so absolutely. thanks Thanks again for your time. And uh, I know you've rearranged a few things and made some personal sacrifices to get on the call. So really do appreciate that. No, no, my my pleasure. Yeah, for for everybody who's listening, go over on Not The Bee. Check out our old podcast. It's a lot of fun. And this was was a a blast. I feel honored that that you guys would uh, have me on here and and give me the opportunity to share a little bit from from my life. It's, It's a special thing that we have going here on the Babylon Bee and Not The Bee. And so... Don't give in to the pressures of the society there, people. Let's, uh, let's keep fighting, fighting the good fight of faith and, and stick together here, too. It's a great place. Amen. Amen. Definitely. And we'll see you on Not The Beat. We will see you on Not The Beat. That was how we signed off on our thing. Any podcast recording always seems to, something seems to happen. Something seems to go wrong. So. Well, yeah, the internet is a new thing over in South Dakota anyway. So, Yeah, we used smoke signals for years, hundreds of years. So, yeah. <laughs> How the Native Americans listened to podcasts in the olden days. That's a perfect headline. That is so good. Uh, we've just lost Steve. I see him again. Are you still there, Steve? Are you back? I think it might be worth just... Uh, stopping this and uh, starting a new session together. Yep, yeah, he's offline. It's tradition. Okay. <laughs> this happens. Oh, man. Come on. Come on, we could do this. We could do this. Come on. We could do it. We can do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ooh. Israel's gone. You can do it. You can do it. Yes. Yes. You're back. There was a big old thunder and stuff outside and my power flickered Ooh. in my house and I'm currently using oh. my hotspot on my phone to reconnect. And I have, I have my, my computers hooked up to a battery backup 
for just in case this kind of thing were to happen. Nice. Good job. So, can can you share can you share all your setups with profs so <laughs> Yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> Today wasn't too bad. I did okay. Today wasn't too bad. It was good. Yeah, was we, right. we only had to restart once. Yeah. yeah. That's a record. 